Okay, welcome to Drop the Subject. We got word last week about the imminent shelter-in-place orders, which has restricted us from entering the studio in person. But because we love you... And we want to give you much-needed laughter during this time. We are officially broadcasting from home. We are in our sweats, which actually isn't that much different than normal. Uh, I'm Allie. (laughs) Clayton, I usually would say, is here next to me, but you are just in front of me on a screen. Hello, Clayton. Hi. (laughs) Um, Most of us are literally back in closets right now. Many of us on this station are confined to our own closet spaces when it comes to finding a place with good acoustics. Kind of ironic, no? (laughs) I'm luckily here in a place that was built for this, so I could do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) Well, that's what's nice about having friends. (laughs) There's soundproof, (laughs) a microphone. Yeah. it's uh, Wine. (laughs) You know what? I was thinking about that. I was like, is it weird that I would like to just open up a glass of wine right now? I mean, you feel like all bets are off when you're in your home. Right. Um, Is that drinking on the job if you're doing it in this moment? Right. Like if I'm just sitting in my guest room right now with you, just like I would be talking to you on FaceTime or having a phone chat and just drinking some wine and chatting. Is it different because this is on the airwaves of Channel Q? I guess there's only one way to find out. (laughs) Crack open a bottle. Crap. You know, the one reason I'm going to leave my house to go to the store again will be to get more alcohol because I am running low because I can't stop drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true because we we loaded up on alcohol last weekend when we knew that uh, all all the grocery stores were crowded and when the bars were closing. Uh, So we loaded up, but I'm surprised at how I don't know why I'm surprised, but we are going through our alcohol fairly quickly. I think we probably will need more after tonight. Right. And because I've kind of figured it out. I figured out what's going on. Usually you say you have a night where you drink a lot. And the next day you're a little hungover and you feel really bad about being hungover because you might have some work you need to do or you might have somewhere you need to be or you might not be able to be fully present. But in this moment, if you're hungover tomorrow, it doesn't matter. It doesn't literally doesn't matter. The days of the week stop mattering, too. Exactly. Because you're like, oh, well, I can't do this work. It's a Sunday. And then it's like, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, well, I wouldn't normally do this on a Monday, like drink on a Monday. But you're like, but Monday was just like Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And they don't matter. (laughs) And they don't matter. You know who I think should really come out and make a statement at this time? Um, Marie Kondo. Yes. Last weekend, people were cleaning, of course. I was one of them. This weekend, I feel like they cleaned deeper than the the weekend before. And then if that's the continuing trend, next weekend is going to be like next level. And I think we need somebody who knows a thing or two about tidying up to speak to the people of the world right now that don't know how to clean or what else to clean. Yeah, we need to know. Like, what do we do? Like, there the streets the curbs are going to be filled with stuff people just getting rid of things it's true everyone is doing diy projects they're trying to find new ways to organize i mean last week like just for perspective last week i cleaned 
just around my coffee maker. This weekend, I took my coffee maker apart, <laughs> cleaned every single piece of the coffee maker. You know, it's like last week you clean your bathroom and this weekend you clean like the baseboards in your bathroom. Yeah. You're like, I'm not, very, just- I'm not that great of a cleaner in my normal life. So I have started doing laundry more and that's like a huge change for me. <laughs> All well, my clothes are clean right now, which is like never happened. So that's the thing that you're bad about is laundry. Yes. But you're also bad about cooking and cleaning. Yes. Right. Well, <laughs> so, so but I'm if- getting better. I'm learning that like, okay, yeah, I wasn't such a great cook, but it's like I never made time to cook. I never made time to clean. Like I always like would have someone clean my house for me. Now that's not an option. So you can clean your own house and realize, oh, this is like therapeutic in a way. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Well, I clean when I'm anxious and I'm Mm. anxious a lot. So I've been (laughs) scouring the apartment all weekend long. I'm worried. I have one more bathroom to clean. I don't know what I'm going to do when I clean that bathroom. Are you finding like old things that you've been missing or things that are making you get nostalgic? Uh, You know, we have found some old like wedding picture type things. We got Mm. there was like a poster that somebody made us. It's like a kind of a a teenage level collage of pictures and there was a discussion on whether or not to throw it out. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, it's just been general organizing. I think next weekend is going to be the real like, all right, let's go through all the old memory books and, right. and like go through our journals and like all that stuff. I think it's going to be ne- next weekend. Yes. Um, all right. We do have a show planned for you. A very exciting show. Um, Yes, we are doing this from home, which actually opens us up to a lot of new opportunities. We are going to be playing a quarantine version of the New League Wed game with our quarantine partners. Yay! Yeah, so I'm really <laughs> excited about that. I also have a new recom- a movie recommendation for people and a new website recommendation. It's called The Social Distancing Project. We will get to that when we get back. You are listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Drop the Subject is here. Queer, and I'm Allie. Clayton is in the comfort of his own home. I'm in the comfort of my own home. Do you have pets, Clayton? Do you have cats? I don't have a cat, don't have a pet, and but I've been thinking about maybe fostering. Yeah, why not? In this time, yeah. I mean, you've got time to do it. Exactly. And then, but we have no toilet paper to clean the pet. (laughs) Wait, do pets use toilet paper? I I know. I don't know how this works. I. (laughs) How's my dog gonna take crap if he doesn't have toilet paper? All right, it's ridiculous. Um. All right. I know a lot of people are watching those disaster movies. We talked about that a little bit last week, but I had a great movie recommendation. Totally different genre, but equally educational and helpful. Dying to know. Room. Oh, God. (laughs) Talk about trigger. Okay, but the thing is, they really know how to fill all of the spare time that they have when they're basically just confined into that tiny room, you know, Brie Larson and her son. And they're, I mean, that kid wakes up and he's saying good morning to the rug and to the lamp. And, and, you know, we could all just take advice from that movie, grow our hair super long, you know, make paper boats in the toilet water, just like get real down and dirty into it. Yes, you're right. Yeah. 
I just I was like, you know, everyone's talking about disaster movies being helpful, but I think that that movie is equally helpful for any of us during a quarantine period. When you said watch Room, I thought you were talking about The Room with the Tommy Wiseau movie. Don't. I know. I'm not one of those people who's like, I have to watch The Room like I do every year. I am. I am learning that keeping a schedule like they do in The Room, keeping a schedule for me is helping me kind of like get through the days better. It's true. And that's what they're saying. They're saying to make sure you have a routine, make sure you schedule time for, you know, brain activity, time for physical activity. Uh, You know, there's all these different things that you're supposed to be planning out through the day so that you don't go crazy. And that's what they do very well in a room. (laughs) All right. I'll check it out. Last time I watched that movie, it really was sad and terrifying, but (laughs) nothing matters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's that same mentality of, hey, I got to watch something that's worse than what I'm currently experiencing to feel better about it. Well, I Um, was going to watch Frozen 2 to watch. (laughs) Okay, I watched that this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yes. And I don't want to spoil anything, but But. Elsa does give some Lezzy vibes in that movie. I heard that this is what like this is the case. I think that they're setting it up for some lesbian action in Frozen 3. Like, I don't think they were ready for it in Frozen 2 yet. Right. But make Elsa have a girlfriend was like a big trending thing. And I don't think they went for it all the way. But there's a scene with her and another chick. One of the villagers. Oh. And you're like, are these two kind of? And then, I don't know. I, I just think that the seed has been planted. I love it. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, all right. There's another website that has been helping people out during this quarantine time of need. And it is a really it's so it's an Instagram handle called the Social Distance Project. But there's also a website attached to it called the Social Distance Project dot org. And this girl basically started this website. You can pay a buck, I believe, to subscribe and read everything. But I think you have fairly a, a good amount of access to the to the stories regardless. I think she's donating all the money to charity to help, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic. But it's all stories of people that are in weird relationship drama situations as a result of being quarantined. And it is fantastic. Yeah, I'm checking it out right now. I love it. It's just I'm kind of in a similar situation where I'm with someone who I care about a lot. But, you know, we are you're, it's like a thing where we're kind of forced to quarantine together. And we're, we're like, if we survive this quarantine We can survive anything. Well, yeah, because when I we had our couples therapy like normal uh, on Friday and Uh, we were like, I was like, man, I don't know. I don't want to like talk about coronavirus and quarantining in couples therapy. This isn't something that is a permanent situation. But then, of course, it brings up all of these things where you have to spend 24 hours a day with somebody that you love very much, but you also don't need to spend 24 hours a day with. (laughs) And it brings up a lot of stuff. And then I was like, well, this is probably going to be the same when we have kids. And the therapist was like, no, this is a little more extreme than that. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, good. I feel better. Um, But here's just one example of some of the stories that you're going to read on this if you go to the socialdistanceproject.org. Cleaning the S off the fan. I live with my roommate and we are both working from home. She bragged heavily about the amount of supplies she had stuck up on before S hit the fan. I searched everywhere for Clorox spray. Of course, found none. I asked to borrow some of hers so that I could clean my bathroom. I wasn't used to the foam spray. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. 
And then there was no more uh, Clorox spray. Then the girl texts the group chat to tell everybody that I use the whole bottle and she doesn't have any more. I will be leaving the house at 6 a.m. to scavenger hunt for Clorox spray. Can't let disinfectant take out my 20-year friendship before it takes out COVID-19. I mean, there's people that are like, you know, telling their stories of being pregnant or in the middle of a breakup. I mean, it's it's crazy. And my it's very favorite, entertaining. The, my favorite one that I've read so far is a mom uh, was upset that every Everyone in the house was being too loud, so she stuck wads of gum in her ear. <laughs> yeah, I did read that. <laughs> and then she too. came down hours later and just pretended that she had gum stuck in her hair. And her whole family was like, how do you have gum in your ears? <laughs> well, people get creative, man, when they get desperate. People are losing their minds. They are. They're, it's like, I mean, it's day four... For me, I mean, because we were told, yeah, we were so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, so this is day four for me. And I feel like I'm just coming down off of the anxiety of having to stay here. Right. And there are some people who are on day seven or 10 or 12, and they're like, they've got a system going. Like, I don't have a system going yet, but some people, I think the next wave of craziness is going to come in the next few days. Anyway, um, speaking of craziness, Christmas is back, y'all. They're bringing Christmas to March because we need it more than ever. We'll talk about that when we get back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. Allie, Clayton Ferris, you, wherever you're listening, thank you for listening. If you're listening on Alexa or if you're telling Siri to put us on while you're deep cleaning or while you're inventing some game for you and your partner to play because you're bored out of your minds. Thank you for checking us out. You can always follow the show at DTS show. We're still here and responding and you can always uh, tweet at us anytime on Instagram or on Twitter. And um, this next thing that we're about to talk about, I really want your opinion on because I don't know if Jesus would support what's happening here. People are bringing Christmas back right now in March. Jesus was technically born like three months ago, but we're bringing that we're bringing Christmas lights and Christmas music all back now in order to spread cheer amid the coronavirus pandemic. Um, You said, Clayton, that you've been listening to Christmas music. Yeah, it's been weird that this story is we're reading about this story today because the past two days, like I have Christmas music downloaded on, you know, my iTunes and it'll pop up every now and then if I'm listening to a playlist or something. And normally I skip it. But the past two days, I've just been listening to it because it it makes me think of just like a. Christmas time is so nostalgic and it's always such a good vibe in theory. So it makes you kind of like drift away to this place of like happiness. And when you could see your family and all those types of things, the things that um, matter, the things that matter Ah. and that we took for granted before all this. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when this first started happening and people were self quarantining, this was before the shelter in place. I was driving around, you know, there's not a lot of traffic and, you know, the store, the grocery stores were kind of crazy. And I was like, this does have a holiday vibe to it. And so I can understand the next thought in people's minds being like, this is kind of like the holidays. People are kind of working sparingly and, you know, things are a little bit different. People are online shopping a lot. Uh, People are flocking to grocery stores, you know, loading up on things for, for dinners and 
Uh, drinking I, a lot, drinking fighting. Drinking a lot, yes, exactly. <laughs> so it does already have a, a holiday-type vibe to it, but I wonder how Jesus would feel about this because we're basically celebrating the birth of Jesus early and very close to the rebirth of Jesus, which is Easter. Right. So, yeah. I mean, people are putting up hol- they're putting up Christmas lights. This is a new trend. Um, Hallmark has already brought back their Christmas movies. I mean, I feel like they would have done that anyway, but I think they usually wait till May. People I think already- it's probably one of those situations Jesus is in where, you know, it's like no press is bad press. <laughs> <laughs> so He's like, right, as long as people are talking as about long, Exactly. As long as my name's being said and spread, that's the gospel. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I mean, when you think, like right now we're in Lent, right? So you're supposed to still be giving up stuff. So then if Christmas happens during Lent, are you, like, which one outweighs the other? Are you going to, you know, do a a Christmas type, like holiday dinner with a virtual dinner or something to celebrate with your family? And then do you break your Lent for that? Which one takes precedent over the other? Exactly. I'm actually thinking about some of my relatives. You know, I come from a long history of white trash. None of them have <laughs> taken none of them have taken their Christmas lights down. Oh, so really? this is easy for them. They just have to go outside and plug it back in. And it looks like they're <laughs> ahead of the trend. <laughs> so when you're so your family, they think that they're being fancy by always having their Christmas lights up. Like, is no, that something, oh, they just it's are a, too lazy to take them down. Yeah, you just you're, you're too lazy to take them down. They usually get taken down like mid-April. Really? OK, yeah. so they just haven't gotten around because there are some people who just leave them up all year. Right. Which is not a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> Well, happy holidays, everybody. Apparently, it's back, and it's something that we need right now. So, Merry Christmas to Merry all. Merry Christmas! Yeah. You know, I think that the Jewish people would probably like this, because it wouldn't interfere so much with Hanukkah. Yeah. Let's just move we, it. I mean, to be honest, we a lot of those holidays, the big ones, have all been wedged together. They need some space between them. Yeah, let's just... Re, we'll just redo the calendar, just make, do like a, a word jumble, but with holidays and wherever they land, it's like it might be October and it might be a Halloween in the summertime, maybe Thanksgiving in January. You don't know. We have no idea. But after COVID-19 is over, we, we do know everything's going to be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Well, people are still coming out of the closet, even amid COVID-19. And somebody very important has just, uh, you know, come out and become a new member of the community. So we're going to share the news with you all after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Welcome back to Drop the Subject Home Edition with Allie and Clayton Ferris. It's really nice to get a good look at you in your home environment, Clayton. Yeah, look at me sitting here naked recording. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can paint any picture we want. I'm not wearing anything either. Great. Um, I I thought I'd share a nice non-COVID related story, if you will. Okay. Okay. Because COVID or not, people are still gay. And people still have to come out of the closet. Right? You're right about that. Right about that. So this is Closet Walk. And in this edition of Closet Watch, a man has come out of the closet for his 100th birthday. Wouldn't you know it? (laughs) We all know him and love him. 
The renowned Polish actor Witold Sadawi has officially come out of the closet. Finally, I know we were all thinking it. Yay! So this guy, gay as the day is long, and he's had some long days. He was born in 1920 in Poland. He was lived through the entire Nazi occupation. Of course, LGBT people not not uh, treated very well during that time. And you this, don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people weren't treated very well during that time. So after decades of not talking to anybody about his sexuality, it was his birthday this week and he was turning 100 and he thought, all right, I'm triple digits now. I think I'm ready. And he said, I am proud that I'm an honest man. I didn't get married and I didn't have children. Something I really regret, but I was born different. I'm gay. Now I have said everything as in confession. So, I mean, I guess better late than never, but if you're a hundred years old, you've really only got a few years of really living the out and proud lifestyle. And you can't, you got to think a little bit about, man, if I had just even 10 years, if, even if I had come out at 90, I could have had 10 whole years living right. in Palm Springs, gaying it up. I'm hoping that he just had like never came out publicly. Like I'm hoping he was out and proud in his private life. And this is just a public announcement because I don't know if you're familiar with these uh, gay hookup apps, but <laughs> they're a little bit ageist. Oh, to really? Even like to even like 40 year olds. So like for someone to be 100 on <laughs> Grindr, they might not be having the best time. Or they're having a better time than anybody because. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when you get older, the dating pool gets smaller and smaller. Right. So, and I've heard that old people have tons of sex lately. I mean, on those cruise ships and stuff, they're like getting busy every day. I love that. So, I mean, but I hope, yeah. I just, I love the idea of like someone that was at the nursing home next to him, like some older lady that was like, I knew it since the day he came in here. <laughs> I was telling you. I, I was telling you. I was the first person to say Withold Sadawi. Is Let's, gay. Is gay. All right. He's way too good at bridge. <laughs> so uh, congratulations, Woodhold. Welcome to the community. If welcome. You want, yeah, welcome. And uh, I hope you get some great hookups on Grindr. I, I find that very surprising that they're ages, especially with all the daddy fetishes out there. Yeah, well, daddies in the gay world are 40. <laughs> oh, so that's as old as it gets yes there's nothing after that it's anderson cooper is the oldest he's the oldest man gay man alive <laughs> all right when we get back we're gonna dig into the monday munch report because it is monday after all and we were eating quite a bit over the weekend quarantined or no so we'll get to that when we get back you're listening to drop the subject drop the subject the new channel q yes that's correct it is drop the subject and you're probably listening at home right now and we are talking from home what a new experience you know i've done some weird stuff in my radio career and this is by far the weirdest thing that i have ever done <laughs> broadcast at home with my cat next to me and a glass of wine in my hand I'm not saying yes. it's bad it's just very strange sounds like a good thing if you ask me no and then it makes you think like all the things that are changing now it really makes you think should they even go back <laughs> Right. Like, are we ever going to go back to work? <laughs> and should we ever go back to work? 
I kind of want to. I <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I when this whole thing started happening, the one shred of normalcy I had was coming into the studio, and that gave me great joy to come into work, especially because of the traffic. I mean, that was just wonderful. But also yeah. just ha- feeling like you were doing something that you normally did during the week every day, and then when they told us last week, this is your last day coming into the building, which I was prepared to to be fired that didn't happen yet but um the fact that they said you can't you have to keep now doing this from home i kind of had a little freak out i bet what like why you were just worried or well because uh, i was like well now i feel like really everything's gone out the window right you know you're just like okay the one thing that i had that was kind of anchoring us through this experience that's now gone also it's happened in phases it's like the, you know, some of the th- big things got canceled, like South by Southwest and, you know, Tribeca and all these big concerts and big festivals. And you're like, OK, that's that's an adjustment. And then but that's the- that's the thing that's interesting here is like the way it's all working is in phases for each different part of the country. So it's like we in L.A. here are kind of ahead of everyone else when it comes to shutting down and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's like looking back on us going to work last week, it's kind of like I can't believe we were going in. Right. Because Do you know what I mean? Yes. No, you're right. Because. I was thinking, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were still doing crosstalk and still doing all, you know, seeing people in the building and waving hi and all that stuff. And then even over the weekend, I was like, man, I like now I'm freaked out to even be in the room with another person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe I was within two feet of people. Right. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Locked in a small studio, just breathing in the air over and over yes. again. Yes. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> the important thing is that we all still got to eat. And that's why we all still got to do and talk about the Monday Month Report. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. And today we're going to be talking about comfort foods and how they are on the rise. I know when I went shopping, we were loading up. It was like, who, kale, get out of here with that kale. Nobody wants that anymore. It was like <laughs> SpaghettiOs, mac and cheese, potato chips, Oreo, like... Please tell me it was Kraft mac and cheese, like where you just mix it in. You know, I think we did like a half healthy and we did like Annie's. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like still bad for you because it's still powdered cheese, but it has that little bunny rabbit on it. So you feel better about it. Yeah. For some reason, you think it's healthy just because of the packaging. But like, yeah, it's, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I'm not alone. Apparently, this past week, popcorn sales were up 48%. Pretzels, wow. 47%. Potato chips, up 30%. Uh, people are really retreating back into comfort foods in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, Tyson Foods Corporation, Campbell, Campbell Soup Corporation, uh, you know, the Heinz Corporation, all of them have been seeing huge gains in their sales because people are loading up on soup and breakfast foods and frozen foods because they feel like the world is ending. Spam, up 37 percent as well spam of all things you know interestingly enough i found a can of spam in one of my cabinets (laughs) and i was like oh cool i got buying said spam i don't i think i bought it for like a comedy sketch or something (laughs) but i was like oh cool i have some spam 
this will, I can eat this at some point, but it expired. And I, for some reason in my head, I didn't think spam expired. I thought that was the whole thing about spam. It was like that McDonald's fry th- analogy where it's yeah, like but you it, can it's, leave it there in a jar and nothing will happen to it. But that's Twinkies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Twinkies <okay. laughs> don't expire. <laughs> but what are your actual comfort foods? Like what, what did you load up on or, you know, what was your favorite comfort food as a kid that you really go to when you're not feeling so hot or so i mean you already mentioned it but the one thing that i was like gonna load up on and if it comes down to it i will eat is like the classic box of craft mac and cheese where you just add a little milk some Mm -hmm. butter mix it around and just sit in front of a tv don't even take it out of the pan just use a wooden spoon and (laughs) shovel it down your throat You know, I've never eaten, I've never had the joy of eating Kraft macaroni and cheese out of the pot. I, you haven't? I think I've always preferred a bowl, but well, I Well, you've never been depressed. You've never no, been depressed, I... sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait till your wife leaves you. Yeah. Um, I, what about I guess... you? What are your comfort foods? Well, mine was always SpaghettiOs. I loved me some SpaghettiOs. Yeah, no, I SpaghettiOs with Franks, which was ironic for a lesbian. But (laughs) I also, when I was a kid, you know what I always really loved was just shoving a big piece of white bread, like Wonder Bread. Oh. (laughs) Into my mouth. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would go over to the, I would go to the kitchen and I would get out a two pieces of Wonder Bread, and I would ball it up in a ball. Oh, and my I would God. pop it in my mouth and go back to sleep. Is that called carb loading? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. As a teenager, I just thought, so I, maybe it was just munchies. Being I remember a snack. Exactly. A snack when we had when we were kids was our mom used to make it. And it was the same thing. It was the a piece of like white Wonder Bread just with butter. It was just Wonder Bread and butter. That was yeah. it. And that's great delicious perfect you got to go back to the basics you know i think we're all this is all like a reality check as far as like yeah we've been obsessed with quinoa and kale for the past you know avocado has been doing great and now people are going back to the cans back to the bottom anything in box or can form is doing great right now here's the thing if you go to stores what is sold out is all the boxed stuff all the canned stuff so i think it's a fun time for people to experiment with eating normal real food like (laughs) what would it be like if you just went to the edges of the grocery store and only bought fruits vegetables and meats yeah well i mean that's what we've been doing and now i mean we we, you know last time we went shopping like i'm looking at my fridge right now and i don't have any produce and i'm like why didn't i get the normal things Right. Like, why didn't I buy broccoli? I don't know why I felt like I couldn't buy that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. When we get back, (laughs) there's something very interesting happening in the video game world when it comes to the response to coronavirus. We'll get to that when we get back. And you can interact with us in the meantime at DTS show on Twitter and Instagram. We are here. Even though we're at home, we're responding and looking at our phones. We're ready. We're ready. Please follow us. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, I've officially cracked open a bottle of wine. And we're moving right along here on Drop the Subject with Allie and Clayton, home edition. Um, Clayton, have you, are you into video games at all? Gotta be honest, haven't played a lot of video games. Wish okay. I had a video game console right now, though. <laughs> you know, I bet video game console orders have gone up, up, up. 
Yes. I have been playing Fallout 4 for, I think, four years. <laughs> um, because wow. it's a really long game and I don't play video games that like I don't have a lot of time. Now I have more time. But apparently the way that people act in real life is now translating into the video game world. Fallout 76. This is where I tell you I'm, I'm playing Fallout 4 right now. There's a Fallout 76. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that people are playing. And people in the game are hoarding toilet paper due to the coronavirus. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> yeah. So if you see screenshots of the video game, people are screen like they're screenshotting their their gameplay and showing everybody how much toilet paper they've amassed within the game. Because I think there is some kind of I mean, this seems ridiculous and it is, but it's also you feel like in these games, you have to act how you would act in real life because you want to feel like you've got some kind of a grip on things or like you kind of would know what you're doing in an apocalyptic situation. Yeah, but in most of these things I'm seeing, it's people that are like have like a room full of toilet paper and then like full militia guarding the toilet paper. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that's not going to happen in real life. I don't know. I think people have already gotten stabby over toilet paper. Yikes. The other night I heard I was standing outside of my apartment and I heard someone playing a video game and my anxiety got freaked out a little bit because they were yelling things at the TV that sounded like a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. And I well, was like, uh-oh. I, I know. It's hard. I mean, we're, we're all very close to our neighbors now. I mean, we're getting closer and closer to our neighbors because they're home all the time. And the things that they're doing affect us. I mean, right. the, I, I know exactly how the children next door to me are being raised. <laughs> I know that the dad is the taskmaster and the mom just lets them do whatever they want. Uh, I know exactly what what TV programs the people below me are, are watching. I mean, you are very up close and personal with your neighbors. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to video games, I, like, I would like to think that the way I act in the video game is how I would act in real life. Like, if the, and everyone's talking about the end of days. What if it is the end of days? And in the video game, I've, I've done pretty well for myself, okay? I mean, the, the currency is not dollars anymore. It's bottle caps. And I have about 8,000 bottle caps, which I feel like is pretty good. But would any of that actually translate in real life? I feel like probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like in about two weeks, I'll have 8,000 bottle caps from the amount that I'm drinking. <laughs> That's but a good point. Yeah. Right now, I only have about 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that... Uh, I think that if that were true, then the world will be run by a bunch of 12-year-old boys in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying, but I hope that things don't turn into video games. Unless yeah. it's like Super Mario World or something. Yeah, but I mean, it's the, all about the way you think, right? Like, there's going to be some 12-year-old boy who's like, it's simple, I saw this in Fallout 76, duh. And you're like, oh, that's the answer to our... our sa <laughs> you're our savior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. Okay, when we come back, it is News It or Lose It. That's right. We're still making choices. News It or Lose It. And I believe I have found three headlines that have nothing to do with coronavirus. That when we get back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. 
the subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay, News It or Lose It is on the horizon. I have three headlines right in front of me, and Clayton, you have a drink in front of you and three choices to make. But I don't have a bell, so I will be dinging with my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) How Channel Q? Okay. Not the first time I've said that. (laughs) All right. Headline number one is now scientifically proven that pets improve your life. I mean, I know that already, right? We, we, uh, it's about pets. It's a happy story. Let's ding, 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 ding. Okay. You're newsing it. Newsing. Headline number two, tax day deadline moved to July 15th. Boo. Don't want to (laughs) know. Capitalism is dead. (laughs) And then headline number three, is vagina the hottest new scent of 2020? (laughs) I got it. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) All right. We have two stories, one that has to do with pets and one that has to do with the scent of a vagina. So let's get right into it. Let's start with pets and all of the studies that have been done about pet ownership and how it can improve your life. I know, Clayton, you've been thinking about fostering a little a kitty yeah. or a doggy. A little doggy would be great, especially in this time right now. Just if you promise me one thing, if you get a if you get a dog, don't ever call it a doggo. Oh, God, I would never do okay, that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so a study, this is a, I'll, I'll go through some of this information. We can't get to all of it. But a 2009 study, this is an older study, showed that not only do pet owners get oxytocin spikes when looking into their dog's eyes, but the dogs also get the same oxytocin surge when they see us. So Aww. we mutually love each other and make each other spike in, in you know, those chemicals that bring you all the happy vibes those spike in both human and dog Um, okay so owning a dog is like being on ecstasy or mdma (laughs) yep that's exactly what it's like every time a dog look no wonder that that look in their eyes it's like that's like the pupils are all dilated yes because they're rolling they're rolling (laughs) (laughs) um it can also help you get a, a find a match you know, they, they talk about some of these dating apps like Pet Finder. Pets bring people together. Pets also can be a, a big draw when it comes Absolutely. to dating apps. Yeah, um, or just like when you see someone with a dog, you're prone to be like, can I pet your dog? And then you go, for, you know, then you're like, where are you from? You live around here? Exactly. You want to get a beer? And then you're like, DTF? You're like, DTF? Who are you quarantining with? You want to come over? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, no, no means no. Um, Finally, the result of a 2018 survey of 962 women found that those who slept with their dogs reported fewer sleep disturbances than with a human partner next to them. They also went to bed and woke up earlier. Mm, Okay, now we're getting into creepy territory here. (laughs) Well, speaking of creepy territory, let's talk about the scent of a vagina and how it's being made into candles. Um, so is this the Gwyneth Paltrow thing? Not to ruin the news, it but it is based on that. Yeah. Okay. Great. So apparently yesterday or the day I don't know Saturday. I don't keep up with these national blah 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 days anymore. But it was <clears throat> National Fragrance Day, and <laughs> they were selling a seventy-five dollar candle on Goop, and the candle was called "This Candle Smells Like My Vagina." 
<laughs> and it sold out in two hours, likely because a lot of people thought that it was inspired by Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. But just and weeks, huh? Everyone's just so curious to smell Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Is that what's happening here? Well, I mean, when you go through the history, you're like, what has she been doing? Is she putting that egg up there? I mean, what is the condition it's in? There's right, but jazzling. out of all the vaginas you could smell in the world, why would it be Gwyneth Paltrow? I think it's just the fact that it's there. No, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I if know. If it was like Ellen Paint, you know, if it was somebody else, you're like, that's better. I guess the point is, is no one else goop. is doing it. Yes, exactly. Like her vagina is there. Um, but there is another. Erica Badu had oh. a, $50, a $50 incense labeled Badu, Badu's P. I can't say the whole world <laughs> word. Oh. And it sold out in 19 minutes on her site, Badoo World Market. Wow. Yeah. So apparently this is becoming sort of a trend to bottle the essence of a woman. Yeah, I'm going to make one. I'm going to make a a sage burning stick that just is called Clayton's butthole. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if... I've never been happier that we're quarantined from each other. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject is here with you today. Allie here. Clayton Ferris in the privacy of his own home. Both of us are. Of course, we're maintaining much more than a six-foot distance now. Um, And at the top of the next hour, we are going to use this quarantine situation to our advantage and to your advantage. We are going to play... A quarantine version of the newlywed game. (laughs) We're going to play a fun game with our quarantine partners. In the other room is my wife and your girl. And so we we thought we'd use this quarantine situation to uh, kind of put both of our relationships to the test a little bit. Yes. So it's time. It's time. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to learn a thing or two about one another. And whoever gets the most matches with their partner wins something in each other's pantry. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) But before we get to that, remember sports. Yeah, that's right. You may be jonesing for a little play by play these days. But since there's really nothing to watch in terms of sports, we thought that we would take this opportunity to reach deep into the drop the subject vault and bring back this old chestnut. Of course, gayest sports highlights of the week is something that we would do regularly here on the show. We haven't been able to do that because of the lack of sports. But I thought I would bring back one of my favorites, some of our gayest sports highlights of the week. Here are the gayest sports highlights from the week. It brings excitement to the college game. There are no stiffs down there. James Butler with a hole. With good penetration up front. He is a low, though. There's a wide flip there. The Cox makes the nice catch. The touchdown! Boy, you are a big foghorn. Yeah, that's not real. This is nice. This shit is These have been the gayest sports highlights from this week. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Okay, now things are about to get side exciting here on Drop the Subject with Allie and Clayton. We're taking advantage of the fact that we are recording from home and we are using our quarantine partners for this next game. It's called the quarantine game. It's a play Woo-hoo! on the newlywed game. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Here's how it works. 
Clayton, you've got your significant other with you. Sure. Yeah. Say, say hi, Laura. Hi. Uh, I am here with my lovely wife. Say hi, Katie. Hey. And what's going to happen is that we're going to ask each other some questions about quarantine life. Hashtag quarantine life. And we're going to write down our answers and see how much uh, we know about our partners and our quarantine experience. Now, there's a lot on the line here because the winner of the newlywed slash quarantine game is going to get some highly coveted pantry items. Clayton and Laura, what will you be offering up for the quarantine game? We have decided to part with something very near and dear that has been at Laura's house because we're quarantined at Laura's house. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be giving away an expired jar of pickles. What the hell, man? With. What? You guys? No, that's easy to part with. You got to give something that's ex- <laughs> like, what's the one thing that you were like, where were you going to eat tonight for dinner? That's what I want. Don't give away the peanut butter. We're eating. Okay. A, we, we have a I want box. the peanut butter. No. How about a box of the antibiotic-free chicken meatballs? No. Okay. Oh. I'll take the I'll take the chicken meatballs. Okay. I'm so excited for those. I would love that. Okay. Katie is excited about meatballs. Uh, we are going to offer up. What are we going to do, honey? I don't know. All right. I thought you had all the ideas. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer up something very special. Two slabs of frozen salmon. Oh, oh, that's high, highly coveted right Omega now. Omega three is very big now. <laughs> I really hope they win. Omega three salmon is disgusting. Hey, Katie, shut up about the salmon. What? <laughs> Nothing. All right, let's get into the game, y'all. Now I'm going to ask the two of you five questions. I will read one question. You will both write down an answer. I will then repeat the question. And you all both will say what your answer was. If it is the same answer, you get a point. You ready to play? Ready. Ready. Okay. Uh, all right. This question is going to be for for Clayton. Clayton, if Laura could quarantine with one other person, who would it be? So write down your answer. If you could, if Laura could quarantine with one other person, who would it be? They're cheating. You guys can't cheat. We're not cheating. Are you guys looking at each other? Okay. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Okay. I would never All right. cheat. So are we both supposed to write down our answers? Yes. And tell me now what your answer, what did, what did you write down, Clayton? Okay. Are you, re- are you oh, down? Oh, I didn't know I had to write one down. Okay. Go ahead. Right, and you have to be real, not funny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. What'd you, what'd you, what'd you write down, Clayton? Okay. I wrote down Carly, your sister. <gasps> you got it. You got oh. it. Okay. Got All right. It. One point. Okay. Already oh my really God. Well. <laughs> All right, here's your second question. Okay. okay. Laura, this is for you. Which which celebrity would Clayton sleep with even if it meant getting coronavirus? <laughs> which okay. celebrity would Clayton sleep with even if it meant getting coronavirus? Clayton, you need to write down your answer too. I know. I don't even know who it would be. Yeah. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not yeah, like a star not- beeper. Yeah, you're not a star beeper. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, we got to write down something. It can also be me. I'm just letting you know. There's a lot of silence there. No one laughed at that. <laughs> oh, okay. I have one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Laura, what's your answer? Shia LaBeouf. Ooh. <laughs> what did you write down, Clayton? I wrote down producer Jesse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good pick. I think he'd be pretty giving. Um, 
All right, so they that's kind of look alike, actually. Yeah. <laughs> See the hey. resemblance. Uh, well, people think we look alike, so that goes with the territory, I guess. All right, here's your third <laughs> question. Who would last? Uh, who would last? This is for both of you. Who would last longer in an apocalypse? Of the two of you, who would last longer in a post-apocalyptic end of days situation? Uh, Clayton, we will start with your answer. I said I chose me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And Laura, what did you have written down? I chose me. (laughs) Okay. But I know why. I think it's because I have more like survival skills, Mm -hmm. but you think I'm more of like a... Like ne'er do well, ne'er do well, just like <laughs> touching my face, just going all to over Starbucks. The face. <laughs> if they're out of paleo puffs, what's going to happen? The world has ended. Uh, all right, we have two more, and then we're going to take a break, and we'll get to our questions when we get back. Here's your fourth one. After a year in quarantine, who's the first to create a Wilson? Mm. Who's the first person that starts making a? A talking head out of an inanimate object and starts really losing their marbles. All right, Laura, I want you to give me your answer. After a year in quarantine, who is the first to create a Wilson? Clayton. <laughs> I said say, Clayton? Laura. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This so little faith in each very other. Very <laughs> informative. Right now, you're one out of four. One out of four. Okay, here's your fifth one. What uh, all right, let's see. Uh, this one's going to be for Clayton about Laura. Clayton, what is Laura's worst quarantine habit? <laughs> what is Laura, Laura's worst quarantine habit? Now, if you can get two right answers, you're in good shape. Otherwise, those meatballs have got our names on them, depending okay. on how we do. All right, what's your answer, Clayton? Okay. I put only wearing sweatpants. (laughs) That's normal life, though. I think that, yeah, I think we're all guilty of that. Laura, what what did you you write? I said over snacking, not rationing. Oh, yes. (laughs) I thought, sorry, you accused me of that last night. (laughs) All right. Interesting. Very informative, but a poor showing overall. Can Katie and I do better? Uh, One out of five is what Clayton and Laura got. Part two of the Newlywed Game starts next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, we are back. Everyone has been on the edge of their seats, I'm sure. Drop the subject is back with Allie and Clayton, and we are in the middle of the quarantine game. It's the newlywed game quarantine edition, and we are playing with our quarantine partners to see who uh, knows each other best in terms of how close quarters we are with one another. And uh, not a great showing for Clayton and Laura. One out of five, I asked them five questions about their uh, about how they're handling their quarantine. And um, <laughs> now you are asking us five questions. We'll see if we can do it better. And this is for a big prize. This is for frozen organic antibiotic-free chicken meatballs. That is what is on the table. <laughs> or, All right. Okay, well, so Laura and I are in a forced newlywed quarantine. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That should be noted. 
You we guys are actually, are actually sort of newlyweds. Married. Yeah. yeah. We've never lived together. <laughs> I, I honestly think there may be an advantage to people who are newly cohabitating with each other. You have so much more to learn about one another, so much more to explore during this time. That's true. We're already bored of each other. Yeah, we've been wearing sweats since, yeah, like since years 11 three. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 11 right. years. Wow. wow. Okay. So, right, what so are your questions? Here's your first question. Who is most likely to sneak out and go to a public place during the quarantine? Okay. That's easy. That is so easy. Right here. Absolutely, Katie. Okay. What is it? (laughs) It's It's Katie. Katie. (laughs) Okay, great. I was trying to convince her not to do that over the weekend. Okay. That would have been me in our scenario. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. I've been happy. We've had several conversations about not driving to San Diego. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Multiple, including with our therapist. True. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Question number two. What is the most coveted food or beverage item in the house right now? Food or beverage? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think I just gave away the answer. Oh, God. Nice. Okay, I'm I'm writing something down. Y'all are here. speaking in code. I know. What is No, this? no, no, no. It's like telekinesis. All right, I'll I'll share my answer. It's spaghettios. Oh, I put wine. Oh. Oh, good. Okay. Okay, we're still we're still All right. in. All right. <clears throat> okay. So, question number 3. Um, whose FaceTimes are more annoying? Oh my god. <laughs> this is so easy. All right, I'll go first. That's absolutely Katie. That's absolutely me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you guys are up two points. Uh, So we we only won. No, we need to get one more. Oh, no, you're right. All right, well, let's go for the hell of it. Let's finish it and show off. Okay, what, what is, who is most likely hiding a secret, a secret stash of something from the other person (laughs) that will be revealed later in quarantine? (laughs) Huh. And what is it? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that's me. And I'm going to say it's more alcohol. <laughs> so I was I was going to say it could go either way. I put me down. And then I thought Allie would probably be the one who came out with like a stash of weed. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like now that we already have an established stash of weed and alcohol. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there's a us, hidden stash. I think both of us have <laughs> hidden stashes of, of both yeah. those items. Yeah. And if and we're talking okay. about mustaches, we both have those too. Okay. Oh, great. Well, so... <laughs> Y'all only have two rights so far, okay? okay. So you're not crushing us yeah. that hard. But yeah. here is your fifth and final question. Who has been the horniest during quarantine? Wow. <laughs> um, that right. sounds like none of, neither. <laughs> Maybe we don't communicate enough. Yeah. Uh, all right, I have my answer. I, I said you. Answer. You said me? Yeah. I wrote the cats. Oh. <laughs> the cats. <laughs> I mean, that actually is the right answer. <laughs> well, I think that we all learned something here today. We uh, did. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is yet, but I know we learned something here today. Well, uh, I learned that you guys are getting our chicken meatballs. Yes, I did learn that. So stick them in the mail. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, maybe we can play next week or something and we can we can try. You can try and win them back. 
Okay, perfect. Yeah, this okay. is fun. Okay, great. <laughs> I want a rematch. I know. Thanks, Laura, for being on the show. And yeah, in week two, we're probably still going to be quarantined. So maybe we'll check in again and just see how much we've learned about each other in the next all week. Right. All right. Another game we'll be right... night. Yes, exactly. Another game night. Uh, all right. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject returns after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, Drop the Subject is back, and I've got a bag of chicken meatballs with my name on it. I'm feeling pretty good. Clayton, sh- poor showing, it turns out. I know. This is this is uh, going to be hard on the rest of our quarantine together. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that this will result in more tiffs? It'll result in some conversations that need to happen. <laughs> Why did you say Jesse? Why did you say we'd sleep with Jesse? I can hear it now. Um, uh, yeah. Why, and I'm asking myself why I would ever say that. <laughs> I buckled. You did buckle under the pressure. Uh, all right. So we have plenty of updates to give you today on COVID-19. We're going to talk about the update on the stimulus package. We're going to talk about some of the updates that the uh, th- that globally have been happening and nationally that have been happening. But first, I wanted to talk about... Yes, there are many good people that have gotten coronavirus. Idris Elba is one of them. When you hear that Idris Elba has coronavirus and Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, you're like, no, they're such great people. Some of the best. Some of the best. And then when you hear that Harvey Weinstein tests positive for coronavirus, you're like, oh, (laughs) you know, like there's not as much. You're just kind of like, oh, great. Well, it there seems it so surreal. It's like this is a headline out of a weird post-apocalyptic Batman that, you know, it's the weirdest headline I've read in years. It After does... everything he's like done that's been so horrible, it's like this weird, I don't want to say vindication, but it's just this weird like, Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you think, oh, this is a guy who has I mean, he's a POS person. He's a piece of crap. And and but he's also been fairly isolated. I mean, I know he was in a hospital because and and here's my thing. I'm going to call shenanigans on this. Because I think Harvey Weinstein and his lawyers will do whatever it takes to give him the best possible treatment now that he has been convicted and sentenced to prison in Rikers Island, which is a super not friendly prison. I know that he's probably already going to get some special treatment, but he's had those, oh, you know, he's collapsing and oh, we need to put a stint and oh, let's bring him back to the hospital. And then now suddenly he's tested positive for coronavirus and he really needs to be isolated. I'm not. You're not buying it. I'm not buying it. And right. I'm probably wrong, but I'm just going to call shenanigans. And if this turns out to be true, I said it first right here on Drop the Subject on Channel Q. You're predicting the future, possibly. Hopefully I mean, it is shenanigans and he's not spreading coronavirus to a huge prison population. No, no, no. That would, And they have talked about how to isolate people prisoners who are not feeling well because that is a situation where people are around other people constantly and there's not a whole lot you can do because these 
prisons are so overcrowded, you can't really social distance in a situation like that. So that's what right. some some prisons have been granting early release to people who were up for it. And that is an issue in and of itself. Somebody like Harvey Weinstein, if he does have coronavirus, he's ha- going to have some pretty sweet special treatment to make sure that he's not around anybody. But not everybody has that luxury. Yeah. But, I mean, it does say, and I'm reading a USA Today article, that 19 inmates and 12 staff members have been diagnosed with coronavirus. Is that in that that In Rikers Island, Uh, yes. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, my shenanigans... That's not a point in my shenanigans column. I'm but. breaking down your shenanigans. No! On the moment. Oh, well, I'm wrong again. All right, when we get back, uh, you have answered some questions that we put out on social media. What is your best comfort food? What's your favorite comfort food during the quarantine period? And a question that we posed last week on what is what is the most annoying habit you have as a neighbor? What makes you an annoying neighbor? So we've got some responses that we haven't had a chance to read yet. We'll get to those when we get back. Drop this up. The new Channel Q. Hmm, getting some responses from an earlier conversation that we had in the show. Uh, of course, for the Monday Munch Report, we were discussing comfort foods and what your biggest comfort food is in a time like this. You're not going to have a kale salad right now, okay? It's just not going to happen. I mean, if you're really dedicated and you're one of those people who loved kale since the beginning, then maybe. But if you're a kale bandwagoner, this is not a great time for kale. Uh, people are going to, you know, SpaghettiOs and Kraft macaroni and cheese. And so we put the question on our on our Instagram at DTS show and said, what is your uh, what what is your favorite comfort food? And people are actually surprising me because they're dishes that require cooking, like homemade tamales is one response. Lumpia is another Ooh, response. Fried chicken, tacos, and Mexican rice. I mean, I'm I'm rather surprised. I I I, I feel like kind of a lazy ass because most of mine are canned and boxed. Yeah, that just sounds something about your upbringing. If your comfort food comes from a box, <laughs> comfort food should be ho- homemade. Now that I think about it. I mean, I guess so. You're like, okay, these are recipes that your grandma or your mother or whoever made when you were growing up. Yeah, like thinking of it that. Sure. I guess now I'm just thinking about my upbringing. (laughs) I know. I'm so sorry I brought that up live on the (laughs) air. Man. Yeah. So, um, so my mom didn't cook for me much as a kid. I guess that's what I'm learning. You Um, know, something I've been turning to during this time that I realized is I've been eating a lot of cereal, which to me is a comfort food. It reminds me of being a kid eating cereal before school. And like, I've reverted back to that. So that's bringing me a lot of comfort. There is nothing like a big ass bowl of Lucky Charms and you eat the bowl. And then as soon as you're done and you see that cereally filled milk at the bottom you just pour a whole second batch yes right back in that bowl that's so let me ask you a question do you put milk in first or cereal first cereal first then milk you put milk in first i'm a milk first person (laughs) yeah but how are you gonna put hold on a minute you put milk how much milk do you put in how are you supposed to know the proper ratio because you put in the cereal first and then you pour the milk until the cereal starts floating see i mine's opposite i pour the milk first and my milk 
uh, measurement is the amount of I intend on eating. So I'll be like, I'm going to pour half a bowl of milk. Then you put the cereal in. The cereal stays stays, uh, fresh and crisp and crunchy. And you just keep adding cereal as the milk goes down. It's a great system. Yeah, but if you're pouring the cereal into a bowl of milk, then the milk is going to splatter everywhere. You don't you no, can't control no. the flow of the cereal. Look, I'm not pouring the cereal from like five feet in the air. It's not like it's the cereal's <laughs> not nose diving into the milk. Why not? <laughs> I have more questions than answers. This is ridiculous. I can't believe it. Um, all right. When we get back, I'm going to give uh, we're going to give you an update on COVID-19 as far as uh, what people are doing in India, what people are doing in Germany. The Olympics have been postponed. Uh, some of the n- uh, new mandates coming from different states in Michigan and uh, in Massachusetts and what's going on with the U.S. government, because some people have tested positive there, too. We'll give you all the updates you need when we get back. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Allie and Clayton working from home and wanted to give you some updates about what the hell is going on with COVID-19. I know that it's, uh, of course, at the front of everybody's mind, but it's always important to keep. There's been a lot of updates this morning, so it's important that we give them to you. Um, All right. You ready for this, Clayton? I'm ready. Okay. So... Unfortunately, COVID-19 is now spreading to other parts of the world, which we knew would happen. Zimbabwe has announced that they've received their first case of COVID-19. Mexico is now uh, handing control of their hospitals over to their army in order to prepare for the flood of coronavirus cases that are expected to hit there pretty soon. I I know I was chatting with some someone at a restaurant and they said that they all like her and her friends and family, they all had this big trip planned to go to Cabo or something. And this was a few weeks back. And they said they could not get their money back because the people at the resort were like, well, there's no coronavirus here. And now I wonder what they're going to do now that it is there a few weeks later. Because it was like, yeah, it wasn't there then, but it's it's coming like it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. And it's like it's going to be interesting to see what happens in some of these countries. I mean, not like I we're doing the best job here in the U.S., but at least we can scramble to find some resources. And in some of these countries where they don't have as many resources, we got to see what we got to monitor this and see how you know what happens. Yeah, I mean, because we are pretty lucky in in terms of. You know, our resources, I know it seems like, oh, we don't have enough tests because we don't. And, oh, the government's handling this so badly. And Trump, you know, disbanded the uh, pandemic response team. And like, yes, that's all true. But also in the scheme of things, we have a leg up over a lot of countries. And I think we should feel pretty grateful for that. Um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Germany has postponed their Summer Olympics. 19 of India's 28 states have declared a total lockdown. So and and that's when you just be safe. Just lock it, lock it all down. Stay in shelter, shelter in place. Shelter Uh, in place. Germany also instated a rule where they uh, now you can't be in groups of two or more. So it's only two. Two. Yes. That's not even a group. I know. What do you call that? A murder? I know when there's a group of crows, (laughs) it's called a murder. I mean, it's a twosome. Just two it's a twosome. People? What kind of a yeah? That's not a gathering. That's I mean, not but a literally, group. Angela Merkel w- went into self quarantine, and right before she did, she bans groups of more than two people. Huh. So, 
Huh. Okay. So you cannot even, but what if you're in a house with, well, I guess it doesn't matter if you're in a house, then you're stuck with the people that you're in the house with. Yeah. I think this is like in this out in public, like no more than two people. Yeah. Well, I was seeing a lot of. What if you have three kids? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then you're, well, you got to get rid of one. You just gotta, (laughs) I mean, if you're hiking, I saw hi- I saw people hiking in groups of four, five, six, and I was thinking, how is this allowed? How is this okay? So I imagine that it would probably affect that. Um, yeah. All right. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed a, quote, stay home, stay safe order that will last for at least two weeks. And as far as governors go, I'd take a Gretchen. You're a fan of Gretchen? Yeah, I like a, I like a name of Gretchen as a governor. like that. Oh, that I love a Gretchen. Me. Yeah, I love a good Gretchen. Uh, it's a good 90s name. Yeah. <laughs> Massachusetts has closed all essential business for now. And then as far as the government, Amy Klobuchar's husband has tested positive. Senator Rand Paul has tested positive. And there are two other Republican senators, Mike Lee and Mitt Romney, who are now isolating themselves as a result of that positive test. And how will this affect the stimulus package? Because they're hoping to reach an agreement today on the stimulus package. Democrats, of course, have not been happy. They've been blocking some of the progress because they feel that the stimulus package is helping bail out bigger corporations rather than going to the workers. It's a $2 trillion bailout, bailout package. $500 billion of that would go to corporations. And Democrats don't want that. They're also claiming that they've been kind of left out of the negotiation process from the start. So, But then if we're voting and there are a few key Republicans that aren't able to vote, how's that going to work? And I believe they are going to try and do some kind of a remote voting thing because people still have to vote. I mean, this is crucial. I mean, but come on, like what? Like, welcome to 1994. Like they could have been doing this forever. (laughs) They could have been doing what? Isolating? Voting. No, voting. Oh, voting on stuff. Remotely. (laughs) That's true. I get it. It's tradition, but you know, it's not, it doesn't seem like that hard of a a process to track those votes. Yeah. I mean, if we're able to, but then it raises the question of hacking, you know what I mean? If you're voting remotely or digitally or something like that, Russia is going to be like, Oh really? That's what you think. But I mean, there's only so many senators. It's not like they can't track each, you know, like they could, it could be a call in system. <laughs> like what I mean, we're yeah, doing. Just did, yeah, just do a FaceTime and yay, raise your hand. Nay, raise your hand. Simple as that. I do have a question about the stimulus package. If you could have them add anything to it, what would it be? Because I have something I would love to see. Hmm. I would like them to send 20 pounds of toilet paper to every American. That is uh, so generous. <laughs> um, I think that I would. I don't know. That's a good question. I think that mine I mine would like, be. What's your mine would be credit card debt. I want them to just be like, OK, credit card debt is over. OK, OK. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I see. Yeah. OK. That, that's the way you're thinking. I, then I, if we're going by that rationale, I would go student loans. Boom. Done. Gone. All student over. loans. Done. Over. Bye. Yeah, let's let's get that on the stimulus package. Yeah, I think we need a little debt forgiveness. Why don't we just throw that into the while we're packaging all of this up, while we're giving everyone two trillion dollars worth of bailouts. Let's just just throw in the throw in the the debt and the student loans. Just throw that in there. Let's make it let's make it three trillion and even three trillion. Yeah. And everyone gets a clean slate. 
Well, I mean, when you're borrowing money from yourself, you can really borrow as much as you want, right? So the government can just borrow an extra trill. Exactly. What's the point in saying like, oh, no, it's only two. Myself will be mad at me if I borrow more. It's like, no, we'll deal with the repercussions later. You know, we already, what, like, oh, $70 trillion to ourselves. (laughs) Right. I mean, look, I'm not an economist, but it's easy to go into the Federal Reserve, sit at the computer and put and just print, you know, type in 70 trillion and then just push print. (laughs) (laughs) see we're changing the world here on drop the subject all right when we get back we're actually going to share with you some ways that you can volunteer if you want to volunteer virtually that is possible so we're going to share some ways to do that when we get back this is drop the subject don't go anywhere drop the subject the new channel q okay drop the subject with ali and clayton home edition and when it comes to volunteering i know there are a lot of people who need things right now of course food banks could use some extra help uh, and, you know, animal shelters need some extra help. I mean, there are a lot of people. It's kind of like an all hands on deck, but you can't have physical hands on deck right now. You have to have virtual hands on deck. So we figured we would share a couple of ways for you to volunteer remotely, because let's face it, you've got a little time on your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So We'd- here's where you can start. If you want to send a virtual card or a virtual letter to anyone who is in quarantine alone to brighten their day, you can do that. And I never knew that this website existed, but it's called mailaletter.com. And basically, you can just write any letter and mail it online to somebody. I don't know how you would, it's two bucks. I don't know how you would decide and figure out who specifically needs one. But I didn't know that you could do this. You can mail a letter to anybody by just going to mailletter.com. Great idea. <laughs> just but like, you just have to make it like really generic. <laughs> I <laughs> like think so. Like the message so. you send. Or I mean you can look up on yellowpages.com and find somebody in your area and be like Mavis. All right, I'm going to send a letter to Mavis and then just have something specific to Mavis even though you've never met her and know nothing about her. Right, but you can assume Mavis is an old lady that lives in a shoe, so you could talk about that. Yeah, yeah. You can just be like, that shoe life, right? Signed, Clayton. Hashtag shoe life. (laughs) Hashtag shoe life. Uh, You can answer phones for a suicide prevention hotline. That's possible. You can locate your local crisis center to see how you can help somebody in crisis. You can spread awareness about mental health issues along the way. I mean, mental health is a big, big thing that people need to be focusing on right now to stay sane. Uh, If you have any experience as a teacher or a professor or anything like that, you can go to tutor.com and you can tutor a kid that's not going to school right now. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm not qualified to do that by any means, but if anyone is, then go for it. Um, So my sister and her girlfriend run a sewing shop here in L.A., and usually they are doing, like, the most hipster kind of, like, work possible. (laughs) Like, you know, like, uh, sustainable, eco-friendly, all that stuff. But because business is shut down for them, they've converted their shop into a shop that's making masks to send out to hospitals and healthcare workers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so they're they're raising funds and GoFundMe if you go to mask response at Sway. Sway is S U A Y, but they're ra- they've raised $50,000. They have a whole team, a whole system set up, 
And that's a good way to volunteer or donate some money too, if you're interested. 50 grand already. That's awesome. Are you, yeah. so do you, can you go, can you make a mask at home or you're just giving them money so that they can make more masks for people? Well, I think that there's this whole idea that people can make masks at home and people are doing that. But when you go to more of like these professional sew shops, they have the ability to build the mask that are really going to like fight against the virus. So yeah. something that Sway did is they got like, they're, they're sewing something. I don't know what it is, but it's, they're sewing something in the middle of the mask that is actually going to help guard against the virus more so than just like cotton, cotton or, or cloth, you know? So they're doing like a, they, they have, they've worked with doctors and some scientists to develop this over the last couple of days. So these are legit masks that are going to help save lives. You know, I do think that when all this is said and done, we are going to get super cute and creative with masks. Everyone's going to be wearing designer masks. They're going to have different right. fun faces on them or, you know, like circus animals or something. I mean, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be like a fashion statement. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I, I hope I just have your sister make me a flannel one. <laughs> It's going to be denim denim and flannel combined. Yes! <laughs> the power! All right. You can also, speaking of lesbianism, lesbianism, make chew toys for shelter dogs. That's something else you can do at home. It says, take a rag or an old shirt, cut them into strips, then braid them together to make a fun toy for a furry friend. And they even have a little tutorial as well. on a, There's like a YouTube video on how to make it. And then I guess you could probably drop them off to your local shelter. And then finally, you can also transcribe historical documents for the Smithsonian. Oh. I know. Become a Smithsonian digital volunteer and help make historical documents more accessible. Pretty interesting. You can also, of course, give money to the American Cancer Society. There's all kinds of other ways. The Red Cross. I mean, there's all kinds of other ways to donate if you would like to just help out financially. But, you know, a lot of people are financially strapped right now. So there's a lot of interesting ways. We'll tweet out this link because there's a lot. Uh, there's a whole list here of ways that you can volunteer digitally. Um, all right. News it or lose it. Are you ready for this next, Clayton? I'm ready. All right. All right. Don't go anywhere. News it or lose it comes next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. It's that time. It's News It or Lose It time. And Clayton, it is your turn to deliver stories to moi. Absolutely. And I was trying my best to find some stories that weren't Corona related. And guess what? I couldn't find any. It's pretty <laughs> impossible, isn't it? The only thing you can find is like a show that's releasing early because of Corona. Right. <laughs> but I found some fun stories. So here's your first headline. Astronauts share insightful tips on self-isolation during the coronavirus pandemic. Ding, ding, ding. I'd love ding. to hear it. They're just okay. like, flip around in the air. It's great. Yeah, yeah that's like the only piece of advice. Pee your pants. <laughs> just spin. Okay, this one I think you might like, actually. Um, apparently, here in L.A. and other cities, pot shops are thriving amid the coronavirus outbreak. Mm, you know I love a good weed story, but I think I'm going to lose it because everything that we need is in that headline. Lose it. Exactly. And then this is one of my favorite stories from yesterday. 
Um, coronavirus. Madonna says coronavirus is the great equalizer from her bathtub. Oh, you know, I was gonna lose it up until you said bathtub. So news it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so we are going to break down this first one. I'll go right into it right now. Yeah, so let's go right into it. Astronauts are sharing insightful tips on how to self-isolate during this corona pandemic. Uh, NASA astronaut Scott Kelly, who has released a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of things online of him being in space and kind of what he does and how he passes his time, he released a list of things that you can do. And these are all good things. Uh, one of them, he said, he said, know the risk. Don't just be afraid of things. Go to a credible source and find out what is truly at risk. That's a great idea. So don't just like spin out of control. Actually learn a little bit about the virus so you can know what's what what to fear and what not to fear. Yeah, that's why I feel pretty grateful being in this job, because you end up talking to people who do know what the hell is going on and you try to get to the bottom of really what the information is. And as a result, I do feel a lot more informed. And I would hope that anyone who's listening to this show also feel a little more informed with what's going on and what it all means, as opposed to just going down a rabbit hole of clickbait and and curling up in fetal position. Exactly. Another thing that Kelly says is Kelly recommended setting and following a schedule in order to establish structures around a combined work and home life environment. Because now the problem we're all dealing with is our work life and our home life are the same thing. And while sometimes it's fun to think about like working from home, when you're forced to, it's like, oy vey. I know. I mean... (laughs) As I don't know about you, but I have already only begun dressing the top half of a uh, half of me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the bottom exactly. half of me is is home, and the top half of me is work. I've literally yeah, separated the two parts of my body. Right. It's like we've all became mullets. Basically, it's like we are <laughs> business on top, party on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a life that I'm prepared to live for the rest of my life. Yeah, so if you want to know more about what uh, Scott Kelly, the astronaut, thinks, just Google him. He's got some great tips. But then there's this this craziness coming from the Madonna camp. Uh, Madonna posted a video of herself. Let me see if I can play some of it. COVID-19, it doesn't care about how rich you are. You can't hear it, probably. But she posted I, I this video. She posted this video of her with this ominous music. In a bathtub. Does she have the eye patch on? She does not have an eye patch on, but (laughs) somehow she looks freshly Botoxed and freshly plumped. So I'm like, how is she still getting her weekly Botox treatments in the midst of this pandemic? I don't know, man. Like people find a way. They always do. If you're thinking about how to keep up with yourself, you know, I've been thinking about my my haircut. My haircut actually requires a fair amount of maintenance and I don't have that maintenance anymore. So I have no choice but to grow it out. Um, But I'm also lazy. Somebody like Madonna who needs Botox every week and probably has several things that she does on a daily and a weekly and a bi-weekly basis to, to stay in Madonna shape. She's got to have a team of people that are willing to risk it all and still go to her house and help her maintain bathtub. Exactly. Or 
And I understand in this video, like she is actually trying to make a point, and I agree with her. She's calling the coronavirus the great equalizer because it makes us all kind of realize that, oh, we are all the same. We can all be affected by this, and none of us are better or worse than the other. We're all equal people, which is a great thing. But she's saying this from this like million dollar bathtub with rose petals in it and, um, you know, votive candles everywhere while she's wearing like the, this necklace that clearly cost about $2 million. And so we're just reminded that like, wait, we're still not equal to you, Madonna. You have more money than all of us. (laughs) It's easy to say that something like Corona, I I get the point that she's making because she's saying like the coronavirus doesn't discriminate. Like, you know, it can infect somebody great like Idris Elba and somebody crappy like Harvey Weinstein and anybody in between. I get that part of it, but it is not an equalizer in the sense of the people who have access to resources like Idris Elba could afford and he had the accessibility to get a test easily. So, to Tom Hanks, but people that are just working class people, if they don't meet meet certain requirements or if they don't have the right health insurance, then they can't get those tests. So it's not an equalizer. Right. And we are actually seeing the unequalness when it comes to that, because we're finding out all of these celebrities are positive with the virus and it's because they're the only ones being tested. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm sorry, but I don't want to speak out of turn. I know Madonna is a very, Look, we very love good Madonna. friend. I love you, Madonna. I, I'm not saying anything negative about Madonna. I'm just saying that there are inequalities when it comes to this virus, and you can't ignore that. Yep. Yeah. Um, thank you, Clayton. News that are lucid has now concluded, and happy endings are about to commence after this. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, unfortunately, Drop the Subject is drawing to a close, but the good news is that if you missed anything, you can download the podcast, and I'm sure you have a little time to do that. It's Drop the Subject wherever you find your podcast. Of course, on radio.com, that's going to be the best place to listen, live or after the fact. You can catch up on everything, and thank you again to all of you who have given the podcast some extra downloads and catch up on some old episodes. It's always much appreciated. Please rate and subscribe. It helps us out a lot, and um, and definitely if you leave a review I will read it on the air we have no qualms about that believe you me and now it's the time of the show before we get out of here to go over some of the happier aspects of today's show yes we talked about some bummer things like we always do especially in the midst of something like this but it's important that we find the silver lining and hand it over to you so you can take something nice and positive into the rest of your day Clayton it's been a pleasure Always, always a pleasure. Do you have a happy ending? I do. So we played the, uh, I'm calling it the forced newlywed quarantine game show earlier. (laughs) Yes, it's a a working title. Yeah, that's a working title. We'll we'll get there at some point. We have time. But um, although we're dealing with this crisis and me and Laura lost our end of the game, and I'm forced to give you some organic antibiotic-free chicken meatballs. Mm, can't wait. At it's going to mail real nice. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna keep in when it takes three weeks to get to you. <laughs> but at uh, least, at least on the happy ending side, we still have that jar of expired pickles. <laughs> yeah, you know, and when it really, ca- that, that's love. When you're That's sharing lo- a jar of expired pickles, it brings people together in a way that the newlywed game will never be able to justify. 
The newlywed game tears people apart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very, very good. Um, My happy ending is as follows. People may be wasting money on vagina-scented candles. And that's kind of a bummer that the world has come to that. And it does mean that a lot of American homes are probably going to start smelling awful really soon. But at least, if you know any of those people, you won't need an excuse not to go over there anymore. Exactly. You'll just be like, sorry, can't come over and smell your new vagina candle. COVID. Or you go to someone's house and you're like, oh, do I smell someone's vagina candle? And they're like, we don't have any candles. (laughs) We don't have a vagina candle. Oh, I get it. This is that new Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle, right? No. No, we don't have any vagina candles. (laughs) They're like, oh. Oh, no. Uh, All right. We're going to get out of here. I literally have the best commute home. All I have to do is walk into the kitchen and get something to eat. Uh, We will see you tomorrow. Clayton, I'll see you, uh, I think, maybe a little next week. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Until then, I'll just be here in the kitchen drinking wine. (laughs) And expired pickle juice. Fun times. Yep. Um, James Simmons is going to be back tomorrow. So any questions that you have for a nurse practitioner in this time, you can always ask the NP about that. And we can read your questions and his answers tomorrow on the show. So we'll see you then. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.